Welcome to Konoha Crush, a clandestine effort to exhaustively research and document events occurring in and around the village hidden in the leaves. I'm Ruby. I'm Gwen. Hey Gwen, we're we're back, we're here at the start of a new arc. We're back and we're here at the start of the new arc. We are recording two weeks in a row, which is good. Yeah. Feels uh, good. Feels good. We haven't done that since, um, don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. Maybe if you're, like, paying really close attention, you might be able to, like, piece together. Like, if you're looking at when various anime started airing, you might be able to figure it out. But, uh, don't, don't do that. That's my request. Yeah, no, we, we record every week and we upload on that week. Mm-hmm. So shut up. <laughs> yeah, and when I was talking about, like, uh, Ranking of Kings starting up at, like, uh, you know, in an episode that went up, like, I don't know if that episode is up or if, it, if or, or if it's like going up soon. Uh, that that was just uh, I'm I'm behind on anime and I'm catching up. So like, don't worry about it. To to be fair, Ranking of Kings has had been out for a couple of weeks when we talked about it. So shut up. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? How's your week been? I've always been pretty good. Uh, you know, been thinking about Naruto some. Been thinking about other shit some. I feel like I've got a healthy balance of Naruto and things that aren't Naruto going on in my life right now. Oh, me too. I don't have as much to talk about today because this isn't the first time we've recorded in three weeks. Yeah. So, you know. Uh, but that's good because we have something else to talk about. Yeah. So, this is the start of a new arc. And we've said it in other places that we kind of want the start of every new arc to be a good episode to, like, onboard people to the podcast. Uh, and so we should talk a little bit about us and about the structure of the podcast and about what, what we're going to be up to. Yeah, so, uh, you know, Conan High Crush is a podcast about uh, watching Naruto. We're watching all of Naruto. We're uh, we're not taking any shortcuts. We're not checking anything out. We're going to watch every episode. We're going to watch all the movies. Um, and we're doing this not just to prove that we're like gods among men, but also... Um, because everyone already knows. Yeah, but also because... Um, I, I don't know. I think that's the mo- a more interesting approach to take. I think that um, you know, if, we, if we're going to be talking about the anime, then I think it's worth digging into everything that's there and trying to find all of the little bits that like might fall through the cracks or um, when you're like following a skip list or like or, or you know, just to try and pick up on like little bits of like individ- individual visions that people bring to the work. I you know I am. I am a proponent of being more complete than I necessarily have to when it comes to engaging with something like this, especially if I'm making uh, a whole big deal of talking about it every week for a long time. Yeah, and it's just like so much of this show, so much of what people want to skip in this show can be really enlightening as to like the the world that these characters inhabit and what's going on with the characters themselves and i think there is at least the potential for like a lot to be missed when you just try to like mainline the quote-unquote important stuff for sure yeah and even if i'm wrong there i would like to at least make the effort to enjoy the show that we have yeah yeah absolutely i mean the thing is that like if i am just like trying to bypass everything that is like not conventionally considered like the the essential like path through watching naruto i I feel like there's a big chance that you know we miss out on like some like artistically interesting expression of like you know like 
it's just in terms of like some animation or like a weird offbeat little story or you know i I think there's a lot of room for like there's there's a lot of room for us to find little things to enjoy in in places like that Mm -hmm. uh let's get into a little bit of like our backgrounds as fans of naruto and people in general my my path into like engaging with Naruto is pretty standard. I got into Naruto in high school um, to uh, have more reasons to talk to a girl. I kept like reading Naruto and, um, after uh, after that girl and I stopped talking because I was just kind of invested in Naruto at that point. Um, I you know read Naruto until it finished, and I was thinking about Naruto like a normal amount, I would say. Um, mm-hmm. And then there was. And then, and then you know, I, I, and then I like I caught back up with it, uh, like with with the, with the anime of it as I, as I realized the anime was during its ending, and I wanted to see you know what they would do for the big fight at the end, and just kind of stuck around and watched through the last like thirty episodes of that, and that kind of rekindled a lot of my love for it, and then I undertook a sort of a sort of journey, if you would, of watching one episode of Naruto every day for two years. And now I don't think about Naruto a normal amount anymore. Now I'm a freak of nature. Perfect. And so I guess it was like inevitable that I would be like, what if I watched Naruto the whole thing again and like talked about it even more? And I, I, at the end of this journey, I'm either like, I've regained my humanity or I've like, um, you know, I'm just an, an, uh, an undiscernible kind of being from the amount of Naruto that's poisoned my brain. I'm excited to find out. Uh... Well, I guess I should go next, being the only other person here. Uh, hi, I'm Gwen. Uh, I started watching Naruto on Cartoon Network when I was in middle school. I imagine that's pretty that's pretty normal. That's pretty typical. I started watching the dub, because that's what was on Cartoon Network, uh, around when, like, the training exam started. So, like, this is... We're, we're getting into the part of Naruto where, like, I have the most memory is, like, this stretch of, like, original Naruto into basically... Before Shippuden starts, uh, and then the the rest of everything, I'm pretty spotty on. Like I didn't keep up with Shippuden too consistently, and and I have like tried to go back and watch it occasionally, but you know, there's a lot of it. There's fi- there's 500 episodes of it. It's a big, it's a, it's like a big thing. It's a big thing. So I'm 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 really excited for this project. Uh, yeah, I mean like I, I'm I'm just really excited for this project. Uh, I hope. I hope as the uh, lesser of the two Naruto experts here, uh, I still have something to bring to the table. And you know what? I'm funnier, so. Yeah, I can't can't dispute that, I guess. Like, that is up to you, the listeners. If you want to, like, claim that I'm funnier than Gwen, then that's that's your prerogative to do. I won't, like, sway you in either direction. But I'm not going to have a fight about it right here. No, 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 no. Uh, Yeah, so I, I, I think that's basically it. I think that's... There's one other thing I want to touch on, which is that like the reason that we are ta- we are a Naruto anime podcast and not just a Naruto manga podcast is because I, as a person, have like a lot of uh, investment in like the process of adaptation and what various creators bring to that in the opportunities they have to like bring something that's a little more like personally distinctive and expressive um, to the table. And I think there's a lot of really fascinating instances of that throughout Naruto. And I would feel like I had done a really incomplete job of engaging with the work if I was just talking about the manga. That being said, Ruby is still going to be talking about the manga, along with the episodes that we watch week to week of Naruto in Japanese. 
Ruby will be reading the chapters that go along with it, and I will be watching the dub. So Ruby will talk about things that are maybe different or interesting from the manga, and I will talk about things that are maybe different or interesting from the dub. And that's not like us going down and like point by point being, here's everything that's different, here's everything that was added, and here's everything that got cut. But if there's little details that I think make like substantive changes that were added or, you know, like things that have like a, that are like taken on a slightly different light depending on the framing in either version, I think that's worth talking about. For sure. Yeah, and I think that's about it. Um, I do want to take a second to shout out the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Konoha Crush. All one word. Uh, if you want to support the show, uh, it costs money to host podcasts, turns out. Uh, so we would appreciate a little bit of help with that. If you, if you support us on Patreon, uh, you get access to, uh, you get access to early episodes, uh, extra recordings where after we're done recording the podcast, Ruby and I just sit and hang out for a little bit. Uh, and also if you give me a lot of money, I will draw your Naruto OC. Oh shit. That, I mean, yeah. I mean, have you posted like the full, the full podcast art anywhere because i feel like that's like a you know that's that's your, your your like greatest um display of your credentials as somebody who can draw an r2 ocs sure 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 yeah so you, should, you should you should post like a full size of, the, of like a, the podcast on the twitter somewhere because yeah i don't think there's actually a clear way to say that see that it isn't at the like small thumbnail size mm-hmm. I, d- I definitely will remind me like to remind me when we're done recording this podcast uh yeah and in any images we talk about on 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 recording, uh, they will be on the Twitter underneath the post where we link to the episode. So just make sure we mention that, you know, like, if you want to get the full experience, you should follow the Twitter. Make sure you give us loads of money on Patreon. Mm-hmm. All, that, all that good stuff. Uh, and I think with that, we're done for the little, like, onboard episode introduction. Yeah. Do you have anything you want to talk about or should we get right into the episodes? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I have something I've been I, I've been watching. I guess the, the anime that I've watched the most of in the last week is I have watched six episodes of uh, Princess Connect Redive Season 2, which is a gotcha game adaptation that I think is very interesting in terms of like what it's doing in the sense that it doesn't directly adapt a single scene from the game at any point ever really yeah um and part of which you know part of this is like even though the game um in the, in the story it's telling takes on the sort of like illusion of being structured like anime episodes um if you just tried to you know lift from that episode by episode you would get something that is uh kind of bad because the game is sort of inept at telling its own story, even if there's like little bits that people can like latch onto. It's just sort of like poorly structured and uh, mm-hmm. gets in its own way by like needing to like show off the various characters you can pull in the gotcha and have them perform their one joke for you. But you've seen six episodes of the anime, so you're telling me the anime. I mean, I've, is I've, I've seen 18 episodes of the anime because I also watched the previous season. Right, 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 right. Um, and you know, I'm I, I don't know if this is like a full you know everybody go watch the show i think it's great like i'm having a great time with it but i also feel like if this is the sort of show you'd enjoy the odds are that like you already know about it and are watching it because it's kind of i mean like it is a show for the people who like can look at like a big cast of gotcha game characters and latch onto a few of them and you know 
maybe get like invested in the uh in the relationships between a few key ones of them and uh you know i I think you need to be in that mindset to get the most out of it but i do think it's like a show with a very like appealing set of like animation designs for the characters that it pulls from the game and i think it has like a fun animation philosophy that's like pretty easy to get a lot of even if you're just like looking at clips of the big fancy animated bits cool um i'll definitely look at like the wiki or something and look at all the characters and if i like one i might check out the anime (laughs) yeah um i think that like if you just want to see like here's a cool action scene there's a there's um in episode four of the most recent season uh i haven't I haven't done my due diligence in like looking up who worked on this, but I believe um, uh, episode four is like directed an animation directed by uh, Takito Sakazume, and um, what starts is like this, you know, pr- pretty like expressive and like with a, lot, with a lot of fun character animation. You know, stand up to the show kind of gradually swells to this like absurdly intricate and uh, like fa- fascinatingly staged like action climax that is just kind of breathtaking to watch. So if you're going to check out any piece of animation just to like see what's up, I think, you know, looking into that is probably a pretty good one to just, just, just to see something cool, you know? Yeah, for sure. But, you know, I, I think it is just on the level I'm engaging with. I think it is very interesting to see something that is like managing to like convey a lot of the same feelings and like carry a lot of the same emotional through lines in spite of the fact that it's basically telling a different story with like the same fundamental pieces rearranged. I think I think I think it is cool that uh, this show is in a play, is like given enough freedom to become that and not just something much more rote and boring. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, I might I might check it out. It, it it does sound like the kind of thing that like might appeal to me. I have like seen it places. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, but I've never actually touched it because like you know, it doesn't look like the kind of thing that would be good to watch. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, again, it's uh, it's an acquired taste. I think you kind of need to, you kind of need to be willing to meet it where it is. And mm-hmm. I've played enough gotcha games that I am, uh, my like defenses are weakened, and I can just like sometimes I can I can just sit with something that is in that place. But you know, I'll, I, I'm covering my bases because if you watch it and you think it's deeply embarrassing, I don't want you to think too much less of me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um... I think that's a good energy to bring to the podcast. Just like fucking cringe is dead. Who cares? Yeah. I mean, like my favorite show for the longest time was Soul Eater. Mm-hmm. Soul Eater's pretty cool. Yeah. Like. But but also like, have you tried watching Soul Eater recently? No, I like reread Soul Eater recently, and I've like read some of that guy. I've like read, read like a lot of that guy's recent comic. Not just a joke about you know we're not making a podcast about anything that he made. But that's a guy who can draw, but he cannot write. Oh boy! <laughs> but like, holy shit, he can draw. You know that can get you pretty far. Yeah. So, okay, now are we ready to get into the episodes? Uh, sure. Episode twenty: A new chapter begins. The tuning exam. When he does, Naruto voices his dissatisfaction with the baby misses they're getting, and daydreams about saving Sasuke in a dangerous situation. They go and do their odd jobs, but Naruto keeps fucking up through carelessness and the desire to outpace Sasuke. Sasuke is tired of being held back by the other two, and lashes out. Kakashi's tired of handling children and goes to report on the mission. Sasuke breaks from the pack soon after, putting down Sakura in the process. Then Konohamaru and his buds show up. So, the thing that really struck me at the start of this episode, as we got back into it, is that, like, how much it just feels like everything's normal again. Mm-hmm. 
Like this, this feels like kind of like a reset to basically the status quo that you would get in the sh- in like a show that was doing like more episodic or at least smaller scale stories most of the time. Like you know, they're they're back and they're they're waiting for Kakashi and they're going on like missions they're not quite satisfied with. And uh, Naruto's being the dumb guy and Sasuke's being cool and rude and kind of distant. And uh, and you know, uh, Sakura is the girl. And you know, and we're just not going to talk about how traumatized everyone is right now. Yeah, uh, you know, we've, we've got like our setup for like the lesson everybody's got to learn this time because Sasuke is like being Sasuke is being like kind of rude, feeling like he's holding everybody, he like everybody's holding him back, and like you know, and Naruto is struggling to get along with him. You know, maybe they'll need to learn a lesson about teamwork. And it, it's kind of it's kind of amazing how much it just feels like this thing that the show isn't. Yeah, if you just skipped the entire like Zabuza arc, you you, you would assume that like whatever happens, no big deal. It wasn't important at all. Right, like, I mean, there's a bit where Naruto talks about, like, he wants to get in a mission where he can, like, enact his, his ninja way that he's decided upon. And, like, you know, that's, like, a thing that sort of stems from, uh, from the events of the previous arc. But, like, he, he's not really, like, it's not really a moment that carries the, like, weight of what him declaring that he's going to find his own ninja way is at the end of the previous, at the end of the previous arc, you know? It's just like, uh, here's the kind of like hot-headed, ambitious shonen protagonist kid, and he's, mm-hmm. yeah, and he didn't watch a child who like he was starting to become friends with die in front of him. Yeah, like you know, it's 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 like ultimately it's fine because like I I I don't think that like like I I don't think that the show is actually like in a place where it's just ignoring that, but it is just kind of, it is like. It was a surprising register to see the show begin immediately after last week. Right. Like, I don't want Naruto to be miserable. Mm-hmm. It's 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 fine. Mm-hmm. It, it it is just a little bit jarring. And also on that note, like it, this is like less this is like less surprising. But the show it looks very normal again. Like last last week was kind of a treat for us. We got some very good looking episodes, and uh, it's just it's just regular this time. You know, sometimes we get some fun cartoony faces. Sometimes we get like a little bit of like fun movement, but like mostly it's pretty plain. You know, that's that, that's what's sustainable for production of this scale. So it's not like I'm not, not going to like start complaining about it, but it is like it's it's humbling a little bit, you know. For sure, and like yeah, I mean like 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 you said, it makes it makes sense that the animation is kind of back to that like really basic, you know, just normal animation because like nothing's happening this yeah almost this whole episode is people standing around and talking yeah like none of these episodes that we watched this week look like rough i don't think but like they look like normal episodes of anime which uh you can take that how you will yeah yeah from that sort of introductory beat we get to the scene where they're going off on all of their little bullshit missions um this is a thing that is uh like this, the whole montage where like Naruto is like destroying a woman's garden and like almost falling off a waterfall and getting pulled into a minefield by a dog. It, it, this is all like an additional scene that was added from added from the manga. In the manga, it just kind of like cuts from them being about to go on a mission and then back to uh, them returning from a mission and Naruto being kind of beat up. Um, and if it were, like from the manga, I would sort of assume that maybe they were like on a mission that involved some sort of combat and not a a series of like chore mishaps. Yeah, because yeah, it it is strange that they're just back to doing like chore stuff because like the whole impetus for that last arc was like proving that these kids are ready to take on a more serious mission, and they did. Uh huh. And like 
I think the, the the thing that really gets me here is that, like, you know, if they just want to have, like, a, some comedy scenes to pad out the episode, that's fine. But I think it's kind of weird with what the, like, dr- dramatic situation is here with, uh, the, what the dramatic situation is here with Naruto and Sasuke. Like, like if... If we're, if we're talking about, like, you know, they don't, they're, they're not, like, working together as a team, and, uh, you know, Naruto keeps, like, overextending himself while trying to, like, show off and, and getting hurt, um, like, I, I feel like that's, uh, I, I feel like that is, like, pointing towards a different sort of event than, um, Naruto is just destroying a woman's garden while everybody watches and goes, like, wow, Naruto, you're destroying that woman's garden, um, right, like, the, uh, <laughs> There's definitely an extent to which it just kind of feels like, um, with with how it's presented to us in the anime, that like a lot of these little missions is just them watching Naruto fucking up and doing nothing about it, so that they can like see him suffer the consequences for it later. <laughs> and like you were saying, how like the the relationship that Sasuke and Naruto have right now sort of points at like a different stakes for the missions. Like it points to a different kind of mission that would have been fun to watch. Yeah, like, it would be cool if, like, oh, they, they go and fight, like, a, a, some goofy bandits, right? And, like, Naruto's, like... Yeah, and Naruto keeps, like, jumping out in front of Sasuke and, like, taking hits he doesn't have to. Yeah, right, like, he's, like... Right, like, like, like he actually tries to do the thing he was daydreaming about, and then that fucks him up. It, it, it is weird that they go for, like, a sort of comedy scene that feels so completely disconnected from what the rest of, um, what, what the rest of, like, the little story that's being told here is. Yeah, but also, ultimately, I think... I, I, I can respect the decisions they made, because it also feels like, uh, hey, we don't have a fight budget this uh, this episode. Can can you do stuff that's easy to draw? Yeah, okay, we don't... We, I mean, like, it's probably, like, harder to set up, like, oh, we're gonna get into this fight over here than it is to set up, like, okay, we, we know that they just go and do menial chore bullshit sometimes, Right, like so, th- th- there's th- there's less work that needs to be done to get there, and like it takes up less time. It ju- it just does, I think, introduce tension that like is is a little awkward. Mm-hmm. It's like the, the the last thing that I want to touch on is um when when Sasuke is like reflecting on like how how stifled he feels and how much he feels like he's being held back. Um, there, there's a bit about uh there's a bit where he's like he's thinking about like ah oh, strong guys that are out there that he could, he could be testing himself out against and not just doing this bullshit. And he thinks about Haku for a moment. It, it, it makes me wonder if, like, we talked in the previous episode about a bit where Sasuke is, like, like, he wakes up and, like, he, hear, he, he hears that Haku is dead and he's, like, worried if Naruto did. And, like, at the time, I was like, oh, is he worried that, like, Naruto had to, like, do this emotionally difficult thing? But it also makes me wonder if maybe he was a little worried that Naruto was able to kill Haku and he wasn't. Yeah. Which, like, I, I guess makes sense when he's, like, uh, really um, dedicating himself to his killing a guy mission. Yeah, you know, you almost forget when you see Sasuke just standing around being fucking a child or whatever that he like he he's all in on revenge right now. And also when he's lashing out, he uh he t- he tells Sakura that she's weaker than Naruto, like thereby consigning her to the like inescapable girl position of feeling like she needs to be as strong as the boys and she will never escape ever. This is like the fucking terrible it's like Sakura receiving her terrible sentence. I'm I hate this show. <laughs> No, it's it it just it just sucks when a show you like is written by a man who doesn't know how to write women. Yeah, and like you know, this is this is just the kind of thing that's that is there, and that like I mean, ideally, most of the podcast isn't us being like 
is just bemoaning this fact because um, there's a lot in here that isn't that, and that you know, there's a lot in here that I like, and so you know, I hope that like like I I believe that there will be plenty of things for us to talk about, but every time this comes up, it is just a bummer. It just sucks. Like it it comes with the territory, and I'm like I'm used to it on some level. It's it's kind of shocking how blatant it is that like. Like, like Sakura just gets told to go feel bad about, like, not being as strong as the boys. And she's like, well, I guess I'm not as strong as the boys, and I never will be. And she, and then she never will be outside of, like, a few moments later on where they, like, briefly declare that she is and then do nothing with that. Uh-huh. It, it, it sucks. Uh, and, like, I'm not going to dislike the show about it, but I'm not going to let myself get used to it either, so it's going to keep sucking. Uh, okay, so you ready to move on? Yeah, sure. After provoking Sakura to give chase, Konohamaru runs into a pair of mysterious figures, Kankuro and Tamari. Kankuro lifts Konohamaru off his feet and threatens to hurt him. After a quick exchange of some bullying horseshit from Kankuro, Konohamaru is saved when Sasuke throws a small stone at Kankuro's arm, and in a show of dominance, crushes another stone in his hand. Kankuro is ready for a fight, but the mysterious figure, Gara, hangs from a tree next to Sasuke and tells him to cut it out. The Hokage holds a meeting with all of the squad leaders to let them know that in one week's time, the Genin will be tested to see who has what it takes to become Chunin. Okay, yeah, so we have, uh, we got some really rough comedy with Konohamaru and the gang. We've got, uh, we've got, like, some real, like, women, am I right stuff, where, like, Konohamaru sees Sakura being, like, being rude to Naruto and is like, oh, this is what relationships are like, because I guess, you know, you get that understanding very young. But that, that's, uh, fucking girls, am I right? Fucking, fucking girls, fucking women. And, uh, then we get, like, a really funny joke where Konohamaru's like, oh, is, is she even really a girl? And then we, uh, are fort- fortunately have this, this dreadful comedy interlude, uh, interrupted by... Conqueror threatening to kill a child and i've never been so relieved to see somebody threaten to kill a child because it means that the tone of the episode gets to be different and we're not doing that anymore <laughs> yeah woohoo! uh th- thankfully in the dub uh he was just talking about her forehead so you know it's a little bit better not great but uh bo- boy howdy am i <laughs> am i glad my cousin showed up to be an asshole <laughs> it's a- it's such a relief that these guys are here to just like <laughs> Threaten severe bodily harm to a six-year-old. I don't know. I guess when Naruto sees his cousins with these people. Uh, is, is, this, is this the lore? We're establishing yeah, I, this? Yeah, okay. I guess that's the lore. Well, because I, I know that, like, these these characters are, are referred to as, like, the Sand siblings, but I don't know if they're, like, like how, um... I'm, I'm pretty sure they are straight-up siblings. Right, okay. I, I was never sure if they're, like, actually siblings or if it was, like, here's, like, a... They're just, like, organized within a clan in such a way that, like... Yeah, I don't know. Regardless... They're your cousins, so... Yeah. Or, or if they're not straight-up related, Kankuro is my cousin. Okay, that guy's specific. That, that's the one I claim. Okay. I, I, I do kind of love their appearance here. I love that they're just... Here's, here's, the, here's the evil rude kids team, and they're here to cause a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, gotta, you gotta get that rolling quick once, you, uh, once you're starting to introduce everybody for your big uh, competition arc. Oh, yeah. I think it's really funny that the thing they use to, like, demonstrate that these kids are bad is, like, threatening violence on uh, Konohamaru. Uh-huh. When uh, the the two good guy ninja here have also hit Konohamaru. Yeah, but that's, like, that's, like, joke hits. This is, this is serious <laughs> hits. Yeah, okay, sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. There's, there's, there's funny ways and not funny ways to hit a child. This is, uh, <laughs> this is key, evidently. Alright, good to know. Yeah. I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and make sure I do the funny ones. No, no, no just don't do it. No, okay, okay, okay. Hold on. No. 
<laughs> Gotta get my little notebook out. No. <laughs> You're not making me so sad on this podcast. And Sasuke shows up, he crushes a rock with his bare hands. Uh, again, I think these episodes look fine, but the, like, extremely uniform crushed rock dust falling out of his hand looks like shit. In, like, a very, appeal- a very funny way to me. <laughs> There's that rock is making so much dust and it is like <laughs> right and like cr- crushing the hand and then just have like two or three pieces fall mm-hmm. good cool badass cr- crushing the hand and have a fucking CG sand effect it's so funny <laughs> it's just like a straight line that like keeps going for like <laughs> the entire shot yeah and Sa- Sasuke Showing up brings with him uh, the lamest through line through these episodes, which is that every time a girl sees Sasuke, she blushes a little bit and is like, oh, he's pretty cool. He's pretty cute. Wow. It's easy to believe when you remember that these characters aren't seeing the bad <laughs> the bad effects. They, they saw a real boy crush a real rock, and that's pretty cool. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I don't actually have a ton more to say about like the end of this episode. I like it's like the bulk of what I have to say comes into like the way that these scenes are like carried forward at the start of the next episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we can go ahead and just move on. Yeah, okay. Episode twenty one. Identify yourself. Powerful new rivals. As the three new faces turn to leave, Sakura identifies them as ninja from the village hidden in the sand, and asks why they're here. Tamari shows her passport and explains that they're here for the tuning exams. Also, they're being watched by Sound Shinobi. The Hokage asks the Jonin which youngsters are nominated to become Chunin, and Kakashi, to Aruka's dismay, says that all of Team 7 are ready to go. The Hokage decides to hold a preliminary exam to assure Aruka that the children are all ready to take the test. Later, Kakashi hands out their Chunin exam permission slips, and everyone, except Sakura, are pumped to test their skills. So, um, we kind of get, like, a continuation of the feeling of, like, oh, maybe there's, like, a, a setup for a story about the kids learning about teamwork, because, you know, we've got the... We've like they're not getting along, and we've got the this evil seeming rival team that also doesn't get along. And you know, they're stronger, but maybe you know it's easy. It's easy to imagine like a different story that this isn't going to be. That's like setting up like okay, but you know maybe if uh, if Naruto and Sakura and Sasuke can work together, they can get the edge on these stronger kids. But uh, again, I don't know if that was ever the cards, but there there's it, it just feels like a thing that like these two episodes are kind of hammering in in like a in a way that. I, I couldn't help but notice. Yeah, yeah. The, the the teamwork angle isn't really something I picked up on. Uh, which you know, no, knowing what I know about the show is really funny because uh, the bulk of the tuning exams is like one on one tournament style. So mm-hmm. yeah, like if, if this was ever the plan, it did not stay the plan for long. You know, far be it for me to claim that uh, Naruto is something that has like a consistent and clear through line that was like exhaustively planned from the start. This is a comic that's just kind of happening, and I think it mostly works out pretty well. But you know, mm-hmm. I, I I do really like those three characters. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I I love Sam Sings. I love I love Gara. Gara is like maybe my favorite Naruto character. Um, Gara is really close. Like I, I, I guess I, I haven't actually talked about Gara a lot because Gara's just kind of like Gara hasn't really been in the show yet. Yeah, like Gara shows up and is like, "Oh, you're a disgrace, Conqueror," and he's he's kind of ominous and threatening. But we don't even really get like, act like the actual grounds on which Gara is ominous and threatening yet. So it's kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, he's he he's biding his time. But that that that, that kid's going places. Yeah, I mean, like I I've said this. I've always said this. Uh, we can we can go back to like the very first recording where I said it for sure is that like Gara is the coolest guy in Naruto for sure for sure 
Like hands down. Yeah, we, we we got we got these three characters we love, and then as the scene is ending, we pan over to three other characters that um, <laughs> just just some tree mummies. Yeah, so I I have to say these these this this trio has the dubious honor of being like the first guys that show up this much that I didn't immediately have the names of. I I had Dosu, I had Keen, I had to look up Zaku. So like, sorry to these guys, but you know, for all of their um, for all of their showy entrance uh. <laughs> They might be they might be kind of doomed to uh just getting chumped out to put somebody else over. I will say they look really scary hiding in that tree. They do look pretty cool. Like Do- Dosu, he's like the he's like the guy who's all wrapped up. Uh-huh. Got pretty striking design. He's like he seems like a cool scary guy. Zaku's there. Um King's the girl one. <laughs> Naruto, everybody. Naruto. <laughs> you get to, to move ahead to the next scene where we're talking about the um people nominating their Yep. Yeah. So, in this scene, you know, Yurika is like starting to g- get a little wary about the idea of nominating Naruto to be a uh, for the tuning exams when he's like just graduated. And Kashi's like, "Hey, I became a tuner when I was six, which stood out to me because so I, I the, like th- th- there's a few angles that the, 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 that that took me down. And first is that I was like, I was like trying to like check some other stuff because this didn't quite feel right to me. And this is definitely a thing that Masashi Kishimoto forgets about later." <laughs> because um, according to like uh, this episode and like at least one data book, Kakashi graduated from the academy at the age of five and became a student at the age of six. And according to like a flashback we see later, Kakashi is uh, with his team that he was like going on missions with. He, t- he took the, the tuning exams where he became a student with them, which would have been while they were all still in the academy because they didn't graduate until they were like eight. And they were all also like, they're like all the same age. So it's like... You know, it, it, it is fine, but it is, uh, this is kind of the thing I was talking about. Like, you know, Naruto is not, um, you know, sometimes, sometimes it's okay that it's not perfectly planned out. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you write a line to make a guy sound cool and then you forget about it. You forget about it and you want to do like a flashback about him going through the tuning exams for like some other scene later. And it doesn't matter that these contradict really, but when I'm making this podcast, I'm going to be like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I I think Kakashi was lying in that room. I don't think Kakashi was lying. I think that you know, <laughs> like I'm not gonna bother like reconciling these two fa- these two contradictory facts. I think it just doesn't matter, other than the fact that I uh, like to point things out on the podcast. And the other thing that's kind of interesting about this is that like I, I was looking at like this kind of took me down the road of like looking at when other major characters became uh, tuning, um, and. There is definitely, like, a trend of characters who are, like, you know, depicted as having been geniuses or whatever, becoming tuning at ages, like, younger than whatever the Academy graduation age that, like, Naruto and uh, Sasuke and Sakura are at is. Um, there's, like, a lot of... There's a lot of instances of that, which um, which I think is kind of interesting when we think about Sasuke, who is, like, held as a genius among his immediate peer group. But when it comes to, uh, like the actual brought outer field of like what is considered a genius ninja in the world of naruto he's not really like like he like he's not really ahead of the pack and i imagine that a lot of that is that is because his life got fucked up pretty bad for a while there when all of his family died mm-hmm. but I, th- I, th- I think it is like kind of an interesting additional layer to the tension of like him feeling like he's held back when he's already a person who feels like he could be farther than where he was if he just didn't have all of that inconvenient trauma yeah i also wonder because like so far like so much of what we've seen in Naruto so far, like, su- suggests that, like, 
ninja training and like ninja ranks and stuff and like the ninja school that you go to like aren't tied to your age so much as your ability to do ninja stuff Mm -hmm. but then all of the ninja students we see are all like 12 exactly but also like i mean in this scene uh the the nine genin who get nominated among like the rookie graduates are like also implied to be uh all nine of the um like like all nine current rookie graduates, so I assume that like everybody else from Naruto's graduating class just got sent back to the academy. So presumably they're gonna like whenever they actually become Genin or whatever, it'll be like right. like later for them. But also remember that Naruto failed several times. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely a lot of like kind kind of uh, trying to make the ages of all the characters line up in ways that are a bit awkward. Mm-hmm. And and those those are just the people that were like. Yeah, these these kids are ready to become tuning. I imagine there's plenty of people that are just like getting forever. Mm-hmm. It adds an interesting texture to Sasuke when you think about like how there is a path for him to be like so much farther than where he is than he's at right now, and like lots of other people have uh, have been through that, right? Mm-hmm. I will say this would be a much better show if they dropped the thing where every girl was like super into Sasuke and also made him eight years old. <laughs> Holy shit! I, I don't know, because I, I feel like that changes a lot of other character dynamics that I like. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if you can tell, but I didn't think through that statement at all. <laughs> I mean, the the other thing that could happen there is that we have the um, we have the risk of accidentally like inventing a situation where there's like the, the younger genius kid that all of the girls are still crushing on. And then we've made Negima again, and nobody wants that. <laughs> no! Don't scare me. Yeah, and then we, we, we get the... Like, like, continuing from where Kakashi says that he became a tuner at age six, like, he is uh, kind of getting into a fight with uh, Irika about if the kids are ready. He's, like, he's, like, pretty aggressive in pursuing this. Like, he's, like, so, so specifically there's a bit where Irika's like, hey, I, I don't think these kids are ready for this. Are you trying to crush them? And then Kakashi's like, hey, you know, I don't know. Maybe that'd be good for them. Like, he, he's very, like, aggressively picking this fight with Irika, even if, like, and even if his actual stance is a little more measured than that, I think this is a bit that is, like, this is setting up a thing that this arc actually is about, which is, um, I think that the, the tuning exams more broadly are going to be touching a lot on uh, the pressures that people are putting on these kids to succeed and like how far they're willing to go and the various like conflicts that arise from people having like different definitions of like what's okay to uh, to put a kid through. Even if I was talking earlier about some things that uh, like maybe get left by the wayside, there is clearly at least some idea of like kind of what's being touched on thematically here. Yeah, um, especially the part where he was just like, you know, I, I, I don't like having to say this, but you need to back off. They're my students now, not yours. Mm-hmm. Like, actually kind of touched a nerve in me. I was just like, oof. Ugh. Yeah, it, it's like a it's like a cool bit for these characters. Like, I think that it's I, th- I think that it, you, you can very like easily get a feel for like where Eric is at um, when, when he's feeling defensive of these kids and not like wanting to put them at risk, I, th- I think that, like, it's very effective characterization of uh, of, of him, especially. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because it's like, listen, dude, two-thirds of your team don't have parents. I'm their dad right now. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like the most dad of a dad they've got. Like, I guess you're also kind of their dad, but I feel like that means we should talk about this together. <laughs> Kakashi's like, you're not their dad anymore. I'm their dad now. <laughs> no, just one dad at a time. Sorry, that's how it works. <laughs> they, can, they can get supplementary dads but like I'm, I, I'm i'm also overseeing that process oh my god that's why sakura isn't getting is, is getting neglected by kakashi it's because she has parents yeah it's like ah, they'll, they'll they'll figure it out but he doesn't know that they never appear 
Sucker is a fucking exchange student. She's just living in like an apartment by herself and she doesn't even have like her, her parents are like a hoax she's carrying out, is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. Just running down a Sakura's parents are the result of Genjutsu uh theory. <laughs> We're gonna be paying very close attention to this one. That's why she's so good at seeing through Genjutsu. I feel like the actual reason Sakura is so good at seeing through Genjutsu is that it's like a this is like it's sort of like a meager olive branch being extended towards like, oh, here's like a support role that she could have in a fight. Yeah, right. Like, it's definitely like them at least trying to follow through on their Sakura's the like smart strategic thinking one mm-hmm. thing, which we need to double back on this a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, once, uh, and then like once Kakashi is like handing out the, um, the, this this lives for the tuning exams like we, we get this scene where um you know naruto and sasuke are thinking about guys they want to fight and uh I, 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 like it's very funny to me that naruto is is standing here going like yeah i'm gonna get conquer i gotta fight conquer oh that guy's my that guy's my rival now and this is the most he will ever think about conquer ever yeah it is pretty funny no offense to conquer mm-hmm. he's not the cool one in that group. <laughs> so it's it's so funny that Naruto picks him out. I was like, like, okay, this is the guy that was rude to me specifically. That other guy was kind of rude to me, but he wasn't as rude. He didn't call me short. <laughs> yeah, no, that guy called off his fucking bully bud. Like, that, that guy's a bro. Like, he's cool. Nar- Naruto right now feels fondly about Gara. I don't know if I would go that far. But... <laughs> no, probably not. I mean, later I will go that far, but... Not right now. You know, you know, Sasuke's got all the fucking actual strong people in his head. Is, is, is there anybody other than Gara that he thinks about right now? Or is, is, or is it just Gara here? I think it's just Gara here, because we haven't seen anyone else. Uh, are you ready to move on? Mm-hmm. Naruto runs into the Konohamaru gang again, but Moegi is grabbed by a strange ninja and carried off. Naruto saves the child and gets his ass, but he slips out of the net. Meanwhile, Sakura and Sasuke are each tested too. Sakura sees through Genjutsu and Sasuke kicks a guy in the head. Turns out it was Aruka, in disguise the whole time. At the testing site, a couple of bullies are keeping everyone out of the testing room and telling them to go home. Team 7 sees through the ploy and points out the Genjutsu on the door, revealing everyone was on the wrong floor. And we're properly introduced to Rock Lee. Okay. Yeah, so we, we have we have everybody getting their little individual tests where uh, Erika's pretending to be like an enemy ninja who's doing very transparently personally targeted shit that uh you know it wouldn't really make sense for an enemy ninja to be doing but i i do like that each test was done to sort of like introduce the characters and highlight their skills yeah uh naruto does like a like a trick with like the shadow clone mm-hmm. to like sa- save the save the hostage uh sakura sees through like a genjutsu yeah, and Sasuke kicks the guy in the head. And Sasuke kicks the guy in the head, yeah. Sasuke gets so little of a scene in this in this sequence. Like, Naruto gets a whole thing uh, where he's hanging out with the kids, and then this weird guy shows up, and then Sakura has this thing of, like, oh, it seems like she's being baited into, like, an illusion where she sees Sasuke die again, and she's like, just kidding, I knew it was up the whole time. And Sasuke just sees the guy in the forest and kicks him in the head. <laughs> Literally, like, f- like, four, maybe five frames. Just whap. <laughs> That, that's all we need to know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, th- this is, um, 
this is another thing that was added for the anime, like this whole sequence of um, Yurika going and providing these tests, which um, I, I guess act as sort of a uh, act as sort of a follow up to the earlier scene of him and Kakashi fighting. And this kind of brings me to one of my concerns about this arc as a whole, which is that the actual conclusion to the tension between um, Kakashi and Yurika was something that the anime kind of had to like patch in later. And like maybe we get a scene of that like that's touching on it more further on. But like, if this is all we get and it had to be kind of added in like this, I have, I have, I have some worries about like if, if the arc as a whole is going to manage on delivering about this because I mean I guess I might as well just say it like my memory of the tuning exams last time is that it has some highs but I wasn't super positive on it so I'm I'm curious to see how that bears through this time and if I feel like it's kind of uh, dropping the ball on a lot of those themes and I, I worry that this is an early warning sign of that. Yeah. That that makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, you know what really bothered me in this part? Hmm. They didn't let Sakura sniff out the Genjutsu. Yeah. Sasuke did. Sasuke did, and he was just like, why don't you explain Sakura? And she was like, oh? Oh, oh, there's a Genjutsu. Oh, like when, when they're in the hallway? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like... <laughs> It is weird because Sasuke being like, "Hey, so- hey, 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 soccer, you're good at seeing through Genjutsu. Why, why don't you say what's up?" Is like maybe the only time he's ever nice to her ever. But also, <laughs> like it does, it does uh, kind of diffuse the idea of this being her moment. Yeah. Also, do do none of these children recognize the two, the two guys, the t- the two guys who are like obviously their teachers, <laughs> who are obviously their teachers in like fake child disguise. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, no, none of these people have any any respect for the most uh, iconic of Naruto background characters, Izumo and Kotetsu. They they don't understand. They don't understand that if you type Naruto, those two guys in Google, you'll get them. They've got they've got like history in front of them, and they they have no respect. Our introduction to Rock Lee was really fucking cool. Yeah, because I mean, like we 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 I didn't talk about it in the recap, but like R- Rock Lee is the one you see getting bullied. When they enter the, like, situation. Mm-hmm. Right? They're, like, shoving him to the ground and shit. And, like, when Sasuke confronts them and they're, like, talking back or whatever, like, Sasuke moves into fight. And Rock Lee just, like, gets between right away and catches both of their punches. And it's, like, really cool. Yeah, and was like, wait. We, we, we weren't actually in trouble, were you? Huh? <laughs> it's, it's fun. It's cool. Rock Lee's cool. Rock Lee's, like, a cool guy, uh, definitionally. Yeah, Rock Lee's the coolest guy in Naruto, for sure. I, I, I do also I, I do think that like the introduction to Broccoli's team in general is like pretty fun. Like like going back to before this scene, there's the bit where they're like out in the forest, just like training at night, and uh, they're talking about how you know a bunch of Genin got nominated, and Ten Ten is just like, yeah, I don't know, it's probably just some fucking Jonins doing like a power trip thing. It doesn't it doesn't really matter. They're just dumb kids who don't know shit, which is like a pretty fun first impression for a character who will never do anything. I'm so mad. Ted Ted is maybe the most character who never does anything out of all of them. And she has, like, a cool, like, gimmick, too. Like, it's such... Like, uh... I want a girl that's just, like, the weapons expert so bad. Right? And, uh, she, it's, and she's right there. <laughs> she technically exists. Just off screen. You can't see her. Like, literally, whatever she does in this arc is gonna be the only stuff we see from her pretty much. I mean, because we're watching the anime, we get a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. So that's that, that's 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 in our favor. But that's nice. I'm 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 excited. I'm 
I, I'm excited to see a lot of the uh, the training exam stuff going on, right? Like, mm-hmm. I haven't watched it all that recently, so it's still going to be like, I, I, I don't have the, the, the recent, like, apprehension that you do. Like, there's stuff I'm looking forward to. Like, don't, like I don't want to, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, you know, I, I, I'm just saying I'm going to try not to let... Uh, I'm trying not to let you being a fucking Debbie Donner all the time get to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, I, 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 it'd be a pretty bad podcast if I just came in here and was like, here's how I'm, we're going to feel about this arc of Naruto and you just followed suit. I would be pretty unsatisfied with that. I bet you'd be pretty unsatisfied with that, too. Yeah. We need to find something to get into a fight about at some point. Yeah, we do. But uh, not today, because Rockley's fucking cool. Rockley is fucking cool. No di- no disagreement for me. All right. Uh, you ready to move on to the cool part? Yeah. Episode 22, Chunin Challenge. Rockley versus Sasuke. With 30 minutes to spare before the test, Rockley challenges Sasuke to a fight. After Sakura tuckers herself out dodging wings from Rockley, Naruto steps up to challenge Rockley and rushes him. But Rockley sends him spinning on the ground into the far wall with his leaf whirlwind technique. Sasuke accepts the challenge and rushes Rock Lee, but Rock Lee is incredibly fast. Sasuke suspects some kind of trick and activates his Sharingan to sniff out any ninja magic. But Rock Lee isn't using any. He's just that good. Rock Lee explains the difference between being born with natural abilities and working hard to attain power yourself and kicks Sasuke into the air via his jaw. Rock Lee leaps up behind Sasuke and undoes the bandages on his hands, apologizing in his head for using this forbidden technique. Something I was very curious about at the top of this episode is I had to check on the Naruto wiki if uh, if anybody had ever tried to make a claim that uh, Rock Lee's like physically manifested winks were a jutsu that he could do. <laughs> because I can see a wiki doing that, but as far as I could tell, that that was not the case, which was kind of a letdown to me. <laughs> That's the one he gets. <laughs> so maybe this is my edit war to start. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would be so funny. Making a page. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what the technique name is for this. Maybe, maybe I don't have that much to stand on because it's not like in the data no, books. No, 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 so. no. It, it's not a jutsu because he doesn't have a hand sign. Do you know what that means? It's, it's taijutsu. It's a kekai genkai. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, so something I, th- I find interesting here is that when Rock Lee is picking a fight with Sasuke, it's not like, oh, hey, I heard this kid is strong. It's like, oh, hey, this is an Uchiha. I want to try and fight an Uchiha. Which is, it, it's kind of funny. Knowing what we know about Rock Lee's whole situation. Yeah. Right, because, like, he knew that the Sharingan wouldn't be that effective against him, so he was just like... Yeah, I mean, I was actually, like, I, I'm never gonna know. I mean, like... He's like, hell yeah, I want to embarrass an Uchiha. I, I, I guess, like, the, like, guess Kakashi is, like, a guy, but, like, he, he already knows what's up with me, because he, he fights my master all the time. So, like, I need, I, need, I need to find some unsuspecting Uchiha schmuck, and there's only one of those in the world. <laughs> But I also think it's kind of interesting how, like, whatever social position Uchiha might have had within the village is, like, like the memory that is basically just not there within the younger generation. Like, it's just like, oh, here were some strong guys that aren't really around anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, similarly, um, I, I think that I think is interesting here is that when Naruto is like, actually, I want to fight Rock Lee, Rock Lee basically, like, doesn't really give a shit about him and barely knows who he is, which I, I think is interesting in the sense that, like, um whatever like the extent to which um people are like telling their kids to like be worried about naruto and stay away from him like doesn't seem to extend that far beyond like the people who know their kids are regularly interacting with naruto like you definitely get this the sense as the cast is broadening out that both like sasuke and naruto's deals are like just kind of not considered a big thing in the same way that they were in their like previous much smaller like here is my 
ninja academy class yeah yeah that's interesting because like in those first few episodes they definitely made it sound like it was a big deal i imagine it's like a big deal to a lot of people but like you know maybe it's maybe it's not as big of a deal to people who like see their kids standing who, do, who don't see their kids standing next to naruto i mean we never know what we never really learn what rockley's like familial situation is um so i don't know if he's got parents who would be telling him to stay away from naruto or if he's just like surpassed all social norms by becoming a weird guy who's very strong yeah i mean that's probably just the case you know i mean there's really only one person that rock lee looks up to and i don't think he's the type to tell rock lee to like stay away from naruto yeah yeah and then uh we get to the fight with uh rock lee and sasuke after rock lee, like immediately knocks out naruto and rock lee's fucking cool like this this is this is like a great beat this really works for me i love that like you know rock lee's kind of like a he starts with the episode and he's like kind of like a joke guy, you know, he's got his, his goofy haircut, he's got his goofy outfit, he's like comedically smitten with Sakura, um, and everybody's like, oh great, this fucking loser, and then he's like immediately just mopping the floor with Sasuke, and Sasuke's like, alright, well let's see how this fucker acts when I act- activate the Sharingan, and then like, he just continues to get ki- get his ass kicked, and it's like, hell yeah, Rock Lee, Rock Lee's here. It's so good, and his whole... And this whole thing about, like, there's there's a difference between people who, like, work to get stronger and people who are born with it. Mm-hmm. It's it's such a cool thing to be saying when you're kicking somebody's ass. Yeah. It was like such, like, a... I, I, I was wondering about this. This is something that I don't know the answer to. But, like, I, I'm wondering, like, where the... Something I see all over the place in, like, various shonen manga, where people are talking about, like, yeah, we've got the geniuses and we've got the people who, like, who, like work, get there through effort. And I, I'm curious if there's, like, a specific point of origin for that. Because it's just like all over the place, and it, it, it and it's just kind of like oh here's like a classic like shonen manga dilemma. Here's like a classic uh, foundation for a rivalry or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. This is this, yeah. This is, this is something I don't have the answer to. I tried to like do some research, but I'm kind of bad at doing research about anything other than the very specific things I know how to research. And like most of my attempts to Google just like led me to TV tropes, and that's that's not getting anybody any information ever. No. It's not. Is that, if you go to TV tropes, to become more incorrect, and I'm not interested in that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, like how how would you even start? You, you would have to just like look at every piece of media media ever, and then just decide which one came first. Yeah, I mean, you have to like go back to like a bunch of like uh, okay, what are all of these like foundational comics that, like probably aren't translated or like you know like it, it, it seems like it would be pretty hard to verify. But it also you know if anybody knows. Yeah. Please, please tell me. You know what? I'm just going to make the call right here. Mm-hmm. It was Naruto. Naruto did it. <laughs> Naruto is the most influential, most revolutionary piece of shonen manga storytelling ever. Nothing else did it before like that. And it, uh, uh, nope. Nope. No, 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 no. You can't really even draw any influences. Uh, they say they need Naruto's like drawing any influences from something. It's just so unique and one of a kind. And, um, it's just, uh, Nobody ever made a story about a nice boy who worked hard before, and um, I think that's uh, <laughs> I think that's beautiful. Yep. Yeah. Do you have Do you have more you want to say about how sick Rock Lee is here? No, but I will have plenty to say about how sick Rock Lee is later. Okay. Like like later later like in another episode. Uh huh. So you ready to move on? I'm ready to move on. Rock Lee is stopped by a big talking tortoise. The tortoise chastises Rock Lee while Naruto and Sakura argue whether or not a turtle can be a sensei. Rock Lee apologizes to the tortoise, and Guy Sensei appears. Everyone's shocked at his whole vibe, and then he decks Rock Lee. They cry it out before Guy tells Rock Lee to go run laps, and Guy introduces himself as Kakashi's rival. Guy and Rock Lee head off, 
and Naruto points out how rough Rock Lee's hands were and how hard he must work. Sasuke resolves himself to kick ass at the tuning exams. Can I say something real quick? Sure. Everybody was calling that motherfucker a turtle. Were they calling him a turtle? Did not say tor- did not say tortoise? Is, it, is that consistent even in the subs? I need to like check this now. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure both the subs and the dub I had said turtle. Oh shit. I guess I'm looking at the manga and they're also saying turtle. Like the official English translated manga. So, look, they're all fools. Look at him. That motherfucker's obviously a tortoise. That is a tortoise. Yeah. I, th- I think it's interesting that the first thing we ever see a guy do is ninjutsu, because he's also like a guy who generally doesn't, who generally relies on just haijutsu, but this is our very first like introductory thing we've ever seen him do, and it is just summoning a guy, which is like definitionally not taijutsu. Yeah. Also, also like the, the, the impression I had of summoning was that it was like kind of a rude thing to do willy nilly. Maybe he's cool, like really cool with this turtle. Like maybe they're, they're, they're just tight. There's, there's a... You know, the the contract just says, hey, call me up anytime. Yeah. I'll yell at a kid for you. I don't get enough opportunity to, run, to yell at kids. Do you want it like, he's just in on the joke. It was all like a, right? Because Guy was hiding. Uh-huh. Guy was hiding to fuck with Team 7, right? Probably. Like, yeah, like, he has to have been dear enough to have, like, summon the turtle into here. I don't know exactly what the, like, right. boundaries and- of that are. And when the, when, when, when the tortoise was done talking, he said, all right, Guy, come out. Mm-hmm. Right, so like, it was it was a prank, I guess. Yeah. Later, he's gonna go to Kakashi and be like, "Yeah, so I got, I, you know, I tricked your kids into thinking that Rockley's master was a turtle. So that's actually another victory for me. We're fifty-one to forty-nine now." <laughs> oh, also, Rockley kicked Sasuke's ass, so that's actually fifty-two. Uh, guy is like a character that I feel kind of weird about because there's some stuff about him that I think is really fun. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I think the part of Guy where he's, like, K- Kakashi's funny rival is really funny. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I, I, think, I think, like, all, all of the jokes about the very petty shit they get up to are, like, just good. But when it comes to, like, oh, here's the Rock Lee and Mike Guy comedy jam, I just don't know that I vibe with it, really. And I, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to be taking from it. Yeah, I don't know. I think it, it's just a strange relationship to have with a student. Yeah, I mean, like, for starters, like, I, I, for starters, I'm just not really gonna buy into, like, oh, you know, he, as part of this, like, over-the-top display, he's just decking his this kid in the face really hard as, like, a corrective measure. Like, I'm not about that. I don't really think that's all that funny. Mm-hmm. It's no- notably not the funny way to hit a kid. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, it's not like, it's like, oh, there's, like, a big, like, lump on their head. He's, like, flying back and there's blood coming out of his mouth. Yeah. Like, the extent to which, like, Sakura is acting disgusted by this is, like, am I supposed to be, like, is there, like, a deeper level that I'm supposed to be, like, looking at this on that's, like, I don't know. It, it doesn't sit really, really well with me. It doesn't land very cleanly. I just think it's kind of... I, I, will, I will say this part has been really badly written because, uh, well established that Sakura is, in fact, an ally. <laughs> Right, but if we're supposed to think there's kind of like a gay vibe here, that's not really very good either. No, it's not. But like, it's it's not playing like the wacky funny music. It's playing like the kind of sleazy funny music here. And it's it's just another layer of like, I just, uh, it's just no good. Yeah, right. Like, I, like, straight up, I do not get the joke. It's like, and every time I think I'm closer to getting the joke, it's like, wow, I hope that isn't the joke because it sucks really bad if that's the joke. 
nobody could possibly think this is funny, so it's probably not that. That's probably not the joke. I don't get the joke. I mean, realistically speaking, the answer might just be that, you know, we're not, you know, maybe the audience is people who would think this is funnier than we do. Like, probably that's just the answer. And I don't like that. I don't like that conclusion. It's, I don't know, it's, 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 it's not a great showing from Guy here right at the top. It's not, it's just, I, I don't, I don't love it. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan. I mean, I, I, I like Guy in a lot of stuff that, like, comes up later. Mm-hmm. But here, it's just not doing it for me. Kind of being a freak right now. There is a really funny joke where he's like, or, or something that becomes like a really funny joke with later context, where he's talking about like he's he's like fifty and forty nine, and his competition with Kakashi. And Rubio's like, oh shit, he's stronger than Kakashi. And like later, we learn that it's just like all of their competitions are just whatever bullshit they decide to do. It's like yeah, we had like a push up competition. We had like a we we just we were just doing some like medial petty bullshit to see who could do it better, and it has basically no bearing on who's better at fighting. But, like, in the moment, these kids are like, oh my god, this guy's the strongest person in the world. This is terrifying. <laughs> yeah. I, I will say, seeing seeing Guy has, like, revived the need in me to have, like, a to have like a side story thing where it's just Kakashi and Guy drinking and talking about shit that happened on missions. There is, um, there is like, a novel that gets adapted into a Boruto arc about Kakashi and Guy going on, like, a hot springs tour. Yeah. I, I saw that. That, that. that was around when I stopped watching Boruto. It's pretty good. But yeah, I, 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 moving on from Guy, though, um, I do I do really like the, the moment between, like, Naruto and Sasuke here at the end, where, like, Naruto's like, damn, I guess the Uchiha aren't shit. <laughs> Sasuke's like, I don't know, he's like, I mean, like, no, you see, you see how hard that guy was working? That's all that's going on here. It's, uh, it's not like... <laughs> Like, he's just, he's just working harder than you. And it's not like, I think that really means anything about your family. Like, this guy's just working hard. Don't worry about it. Like, it, it is like, it's just a cool moment between them, right? Like, Naruto is expressing this idea abrasively, but it's very genuine. And like, you know, I like this, this, this is the beautiful com- communication between Shonen manga rivals. Yeah, um, I'm really looking forward to, I don't know exactly where it is in Naruto. Like, I straight up don't remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm looking forward to the part where you know it happens in every shonen thing where like the the, the main character the, the like the underdog gets like recognized as one of the strong guys mm-hmm. i'm really looking forward to it that's my favorite that's my favorite part in anything ever i think naruto does like a really good job with that honestly so nice i'm really excited yeah i, I think i think that this this episode like these episodes are setting up really well is that like sasuke keeps having these moments of like oh he's like recognizing the strong guys and he's like yeah i gotta have a fight with, like, Gara and Rock Lee and Neji, all these, like, strong, cool guys who've acknowledged me. Because, like, I mean, without getting too stupid, like, these are all things that Sasuke doesn't get. But I think it's, like, I, so I think I think it's really fun to have him, like, sort of set up being like, yeah, I'm the I'm the cool, tough guy, you know. I, I, can, just, I can get back on my feet, I can get into this, and I can have all of these fights that I deserve because I'm the cool, tough guy. Um, I think it's like, very, it's, like, very fun to see it, like, setting him up like this to get kind of knocked down later. Yeah, Naruto's so good. That's pretty good. Yeah, you know, like, like I said, I have my reservations about the tuning exams right here. I'm like, I'm thinking about the things that are cool in it. And I'm I'm excited to to keep going forward. There's like some really great episodes in here. I'm excited to talk about. Yeah, me too. Uh, with that, I guess have you said all you needed to say? I've said all I want to say about this. Yeah. All right. Uh, what are we watching next week? Next week we are watching episodes twenty three through twenty five of Naruto. Nice.
Well, thanks thanks for hanging out. Uh, quick reminder about the Twitter and the Patreon. That's Twitter at Konaha Crush, all one word, and patreon.com slash Konaha Crush. Again, all one word. And uh, we'll see you next time. Later. Uh, and remember, there's no such thing as filler. <laughs>